Greetings in the name of Christ. Welcome to another segment of the Hope to Hope podcast where we share the truths of God's love for us and how looking at those truths reveal God's saving love for us uh, so that we may glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 12 verse 18 to verse 29 and how Mount Sinai and Mount Zion represent the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. This section is commonly known as a tale of two mountains. You will notice that Mount Sinai is not specifically mentioned by name, but unmistakably the author is referring to Mount Sinai in verse 18 to verse 21. And then the next section is on Mount Zion. And the two really are about which mountain are you running toward. Now you should notice that God often speaks like this in the Bible. He uses figures of speech, he uses um, imagery, uh, he uses metaphors and, and all the ordinary day-to-day -day language figures of speech that we use. And so these two mountains then refer to the kind of living that shows whether you're saved and how you want to be saved, if you want to be saved, and all those questions and related questions. So we're going to see that if you're a Christian, you are running toward a wonderful finish line. And so let us hear God speak to us from verse 18 as he talks to us and talks to the tale of two mountains. For you have not come to a mountain that can be touched and to a blazing fire and to darkness and gloom and whirlwind and to the blast of a trumpet and the sound of words which sound was such that those who heard begged that no further word be spoken to them for they could not bear the command if a beast touches the mountain it will be stoned and so terrible was that sight that moses said i am full of fear and trembling but you have come to mount zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude, by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. We see first Mount Sinai. You as a Christian, are not headed toward an earthly place of fear. The old covenant focused on the earthly visible things. It, the old covenant consisted of, of what may be touched in verse 18 
an earthly mountain. The Israelites could visually see the mountain. Moses climbed the mountain to meet with God. And the, the entire Old Covenant worship was also focused on the earthly visible realities which were a picture of the heavenly real things. But the Old Covenant was terrifying. It emphasized God's holiness. In verse 19, blazing fire and darkness and gloom and tempest and, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further message be spoken to them. It is a terrifying, it is terrifying to be in the presence of a holy God. Even Moses was trembling with fear in verse 21. So that's what it emphasized. It also emphasized God's distance. In the old covenant, you can't just draw near to God's presence or else you will die. We see there in verse 20, a quotation from Exodus chapter 19 verse 12. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. People always were reminded of a barrier between them and God. They are sinners and God is holy. You are a sinner. God is holy. He is holy, holy, holy. You are not, not, not. But does this mean that the Old Testament people were saved by keeping the law, pleasing God, be holy, perfect? No. People were always saved by grace, even in the Old Testament. But the focus of that covenant was on the unattainability of the demands of the law, and therefore it was more terrifying. The key point is that you are not as a Christian running in vain. You are running towards you are not running towards an inaccessible and distant God. Where are you running to? To Mount Zion. In verse 22 to verse 24, you are headed toward the heavenly Jerusalem with joy, of joy. The new covenant focuses on the visible, in, invisible heavenly things, which we will see with our eyes one day because our eyes will be turned to sight. We run not to an earthly location, but to, to the heavenly Jerusalem in verse 22. This city is not yet visible to us, but we await us. We see it from afar. Jesus said, In my Father's house are many rooms, and I go to prepare a place for you. In John chapter 14 verse 2. Thus then our worship is no longer geographically and physically restricted. Yet we still have to gather as God's people because that too reminds us of the gathering that will be in heaven. And so even now during this lockdown, you may be feeling, maybe have had teachings that say we can worship the same way we used to when we used to meet. Because it is true, worship is not geographically restricted. But God, when he calls us, plucks us into a local body and those the people that we see in the local body, when we see one another, we, we belong together. That's why it's important for us to meet. And so this does not mean that meeting in a, a geographical place is not important. But it only means that we can worship anywhere as God's people. As a church, we don't go to a certain building and say this is the only place we can worship. We can move around as a church. We can meet in houses. We can meet under the tree. We can meet anywhere and everywhere. However, we have to do it corporately. And you can do it 
individually alone at home as you are listening to this devotion now you devote yourself to the Lord alone but this city the heavenly city is filled with heavenly inhabitants in verse 22 innumerable angels verse 23 the spirits of the righteous made perfect verse 23 again God the judge of all the new covenant is not terrifying but gracious there's no reason to fear because Jesus is alive and he is there Jesus is the mediator of a new covenant in verse 24 sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel the voice on this mountain mount sinai mount zion rather does not issue threats but a gracious invitation therefore there is joy in feasting there angels are in festival gathering saints are made perfect and so verse 25 to verse 29 do not refuse him when you hear his voice when you hear he who is speaking now do not refuse him why verse 25 because god still judges those who reject him and in fact you see that the new covenant's call and the voice of jesus from this mount zion is a gracious call but see there god's judgment can even be greater in the new covenant because now jesus has been plainly revealed and he plainly reveals himself and so the excuse is not there the argument is from the lesser to the greater If people were judged in the Old Testament for not listening, how much more in the New Covenant and New Testament? Why? Because his voice shall, shall, shall shake the world again in verse 26 to verse 27. And then the author cites Haggai in chapter 2 verse 6, and then he points forward to the second coming of Jesus. At the second coming of Jesus, Christ will remove all earthly worldly things, leaving behind only that which cannot be shaken. and then positively then gratefully worship him worship him therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken and thus let us offer to god acceptable worship you are safe christian you are protected in christ you cannot be shaken our response to grace is always the same it is gratitude and worship which is why we have to worship god with joy Even though we know our God is a consuming fire, we still have a holy God that has not changed, but we can now draw near to him through the Lord Jesus Christ.